Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara. In today's episode, we're going to talk about doing the inner work around race. And if this is a topic that you feel some resistance toward, I do encourage you to stay. We'll talk more about it in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. So when I was first planning out this podcast, it took me a very long time to figure out the name of it. I was going back and forth with different titles related to things like mindfulness, presence, the title of my book, Stop Missing Your Life, and none of it really seemed to capture the essence of what I was going for or hoping for with this podcast. The intention of it just felt bigger. And so in one of the brainstorming sessions, I remember just thinking, like, what is this about? It's about being human. I want to talk about being human and all of the complexities of it and, and how it's hard and it's difficult and it's not just all positive and peaceful and joy. Like I need something that captures all of this. It's, it's an ongoing practice that we're engaged in each day. And, and that's where it came, putting together the human and the practice, and out of that came practicing human. And so if you're familiar with my work, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I'm not all just about love and light and peace. I love those things. They're amazing. We should, we should all aspire for more love, more lightness, more ease, more joy. But the reality of being in the world is that if we just aspire to those things, if we're just looking at those things, and we deny other other relative realities of what it means to be human, what it means to have a body that experiences pain, what it means to be in relationships and then experience the, the grief of a breakup, what it means to be a human that develops attachments with other humans and how that can go wrong in early childhood, what it means to experience trauma, and what it means to have a gender, to have a sexual orientation, to have a race. All of these things play into our experience of being human. And if we just try to transcend it and pretend we don't see it or that it's not real or it's somehow less than the aspirations that we're moving toward, we easily get caught in a process of spiritual bypassing where we try to prematurely transcend above the the messiness of what it means to be human without actually doing the deep work of understanding it, learning to be with it, and making peace with it. And so there are a lot of things in the world right now that I think we need to shine our attention to. In any given moment, we could point to something. It could be happening in your family, your community, or somewhere on the other side of the world. Right now in the United States, we're working through race. And the ripples of that are, are showing up around the world. So even if you're an international listener, I think you'll see that this is relevant. And this is a, a conversation that wasn't always easy for me. I grew up in a, a 90% white neighborhood. I never thought about race. I certainly never thought about having racist tendencies. And it wasn't until certain leadership trainings in college 
and then other teacher trainings that specifically focused on diversity and inclusion that I, I had real-life conversations with people that experienced racism uh, regularly in their life that uh, just woke me up to this reality that I had been blind to. Not to any fault of my own, but something that I, I started to try to take responsibility for. But what I found is that when it comes to this kind of work, social justice, I've, I've noticed this impulse to jump into action uh, without sometimes doing the inner work. So I'll, I'll condemn oppression, express support as an anti-racist, uh, talk to white friends about these issues, but not actively reflect on my role in the problem. Because, you know, of course, I'm not racist. And so I wanted to make this podcast alongside a, a post I wrote on my social media about some of the harder questions I've been asking myself that require more honesty, humility, and vulnerability. Because I've found that it's one thing to be vocal about fighting against these issues, oppression. And it's another thing for me to become very intimate with my own subconscious conditioning that I'd rather just pretend is not there or default to the the easier narrative, which is like, I've never done anything racist. Of course, I'm not racist. So I, I don't claim to know where you come from, what your experiences are, but I do hope that this encourages you to ask your own hard questions in your life, especially around these issues, since they are relevant in our life right now and in our world right now. And all of this is aligned with the work of mindfulness, presence, meditation. If you're here for those things, this is not separate. This involves having the courage to look at, to feel, and stay present to the uncomfortable parts of being human in, in a complex world in order to build a better world together. So I'll share some questions that have been moving through my mind. You can listen to them. You might ask these questions as well, but hopefully at the end they'll inspire you to ask your own questions. So the first is just, if I had the choice to live in a society as a white person or a black person, my first instinct is white. And why? Does this come from a belief that being white is superior in some way? Is it that being white provides more opportunity? And what have I experienced in my life that makes me intuit that white would be preferred? Next question. Why, up until last week, have I only followed a handful of people of color on Instagram, mainly friends, and not once in my seven years on this platform did I notice this, even after doing a lot of this racial work? And so then, like, how has this echo chamber of mainly white voices influenced or reinforced ways of thinking, certain belief structures, and my sense of the world? Where has it made it comfortable for me to be in my own perspectives and opinions? How has the lack of diversity on my Instagram feed and other media choices limited my exposure to important perspectives? Next question. Recognizing the reality that I have implicit biases, that we all have implicit biases, how might these affect my decisions and actions in the world in ways that perpetuate inequality, even if I don't think that I act on these biases? So how do these biases show up in maybe the images and the word choices on my website, the topics I teach about on my retreats, the kinds of trauma I address in my writings and my podcasts? Am I just pulling from my own life experience and the life experience of those I grew up with? Or am I more sensitive to these other communities in the world that are having a very different experience of life? Next question. 
when I see videos of black voices pushing back on the narrative of systemic oppression, for instance, Candace Owens, why does a part of me feel slightly comforted by this? Even though the overwhelming majority of people of color are saying the opposite narrative. What uncomfortable realities would I have to face about the world and my role in it when considering that systemic oppression still exists? Next question. Is my interest in seeing and dismantling oppression coming from a a fear of being criticized for not speaking out? Or is it coming from a place of genuine love and compassion? What can I do to continue to ensure that my pursuits take into consideration the well-being of of others, particularly oppressed communities? So these are just some questions that I'm asking myself right now. Notice how you're feeling in relationship to them. These do not have to be your questions. These are just my questions. But I do want to say to my black friends and students, your life matters to me. I stand by you fully, and I also recognize I have strong, inevitable, multi-generational conditionings that may cause me to subconsciously think, feel, and behave otherwise. So I vow, as a practicing human, to continue to look at this conditioning more closely, not out of guilt, but because I'm deeply interested in creating the conditions for all of us to experience equality and happiness, and peace, and joy, and recognize that this is not just a solo individual pursuit, but we are humans as part of a larger ecosystem, and that ecosystem matters. I will not try to be your savior. I believe in your sovereignty. I'm here to listen, learn, and take responsibility for the conditioning that I've inherited as a white person, however weak or strong it still is. To my white friends and students. Your life matters to me too, and I vow to not encourage anything of you or invite you into any exploration that I'm not doing myself. Having started this conscious exploration of whiteness about 10 years ago and much more intensively in the last five years, my experience is that it's hard, confusing, and a vulnerable awakening process. I remember feeling very defensive in certain moments and I still have so much to wake up to. And if this has been your experience in any way with what's going on in the world right now, I do hope that you'll continue to stay present to the discomfort and to listen to the voices and pain and and the vision surrounding the Black Lives Matter movement and not just default to one perspective based on a video or one post that confirms your view. The human heart can hold it all. Remember, this is not to dismiss any other person's suffering. We're working, though, through one particular strand of a very long history of pain and suffering around race. It requires all of us to stay present to it. And so, to everyone listening, let's continue to hold the vision of what a future could look like where we celebrate our differences and deeply know our shared humanity I do believe we need to be inspired by where we're going in order to make the changes we need to make to fulfill that vision. And I hope we can commit to the inner work and the outer work. I truly believe we can do this. So thank you for being part of this community. Thank you for listening through this entire podcast episode. It's very important to me. And if we're going to fulfill the intention of being practicing humans, 
we can't not lean into this work when it's here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your practice. I'll talk to you soon. And until next time, as always, take care.